I would like to file a, a. I'd like to lodge a complaint against who and for what. I would like to claim a um, an uneven partnership here against who and for what. <laughs> against you, against oh. you, sir. Okay. Well, week after week after week, we meet up. We sit down. I list off a bunch of pieces of news, you comment on them, I comment back on them, and then we move on to the next piece of news. Not right. once, not once have you had some piece of big news to offer to me, and I'm feeling like whether whether you've got something ready or you need to pull something out of your ass, it is time for you to hike up your socks and contribute a little bit. You make this like a, a, a give and take instead of just a take. You want some news? Sure. I got some news for you. All right. I have a new baby. Like as in your wife gave birth or you got tired of waiting and saw one in the line at the grocery store and now someone's missing their <laughs> well, child. I mean, I mean, obviously the latter. I'm, just, I'm not going to make my wife give birth. no yeah of course you're gonna make yeah, your own my baby wife, my wife had a baby we have we are now outnumbered three to two hooray yeah i don't i don't he's hang a, on he's a cute little gaffer he just had his one week checkup today just before we were recording and he's already surpassed his birth weight which is really good i don't he's know really what these buttons do but no that's 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 not the response no, that's but, the old trivia no, thing. No, no. Try again. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Which is good because I only had one more, and that seemed. That seemed You've like got not four the way options. To go. And I knew what that the one, third was. one was. Right. <laughs> I knew what that one was. No, that's amazing. That is amazing. Congratulations! And so naturally, having had a baby, you know, in the last seven days. Um, today you're out of the house seeking sanity and you're <laughs> sitting here recording a podcast with me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I've been able to sneak out a few times, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. at the trips office to, recording trips a podcast to the, today. Trips to the washroom take a little bit longer now. You don't, you know, you're just kind of taking your time. <laughs> take, take your phone, lock yep. the door. I'll be, I'll be out of the bathroom when I'm out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So hello and welcome. To the B team of the Movie Men podcast. Of the Movie Men podcast. Yes. I'm Brady. This is Carl. Yeah. Yeah. The ever-changing intro. <laughs> um, and we're here to talk about some news. We're here to talk about all of the news, the news. from the last week of movie news. Uh, not, new sorry, news. Not, all, not all of the news, it's, but some it's news. new news some because news. last week was old news, and this is the new news. The new New news. And mm. next week is the not yet news. Yeah. The future something. news. It was less clever. Uh, okay. So let's just jump right into it. So Avatar. Avatar the is a film. The Last Airbender is a great is, TV is, show is, and everybody should watch it. The Way of Water is a a film that oh, obviously right now Avatar. everybody in Hall, everybody in, in the film world 
has their eyes on Avatar. Mm-hmm. How much money will it make? What is it going to do? Um, it's now crossed $2 billion. Actually, Already. as of right now, as of recording, it just passed um, Infinity War to become the fifth highest grossing film of all time. Hmm. So, what, and what was still the going. last one? What did the last one make? Uh, two point. I mean, it's the highest grossing film of all time. It's like two point eight or something. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna touch the first one. It's not gonna touch the first one. It's not gonna touch Endgame. But it will surpass two. It 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 will. It might. It might make it into the third spot, which would mean it passes Titanic. It has about a hundred. And $20 million, $130 million to go before it passes Titanic, um, which is still a lot. And it may not it may not get there, um, but it's certainly capable of doing it. So, but here's the thing. I want to, this is something Pete and I talked about on a, a Patreon bonus episode the other day. Um, but it's, it's important and it's worth bringing up here. Shoot. Avatar. Avatar, The Way of Water, is now the sixth film to ever pass the $2 billion mark. Which is impressive because James Cameron's got oh, like three or just, four on just, that list. Yeah, so just, so just wait. So I'm going to hit you with a couple of statistics. All right. It's the, si- it's the sixth film to ever pass the two, the, the $2 billion mark. Of the six films in history that have passed the six, or passed the six, passed the $2 billion mark, James Cameron made three of them, made half of them, including this one, including this one. Yeah, that's that's a pretty impressive uh, repertoire of the now five highest grossing films of all time. James Cameron has made three out of the five. (laughs) That's um, that's like one of those party brags. Avatar, <laughs> The Way of Water, is also now in its sixth consecutive week being number one at the box office. Six consecutive weeks. The last time a film was number one at the box office for six consecutive weeks was 14 years ago. Let me guess. It was, it was the Avatar. first Avatar. The last time that ever happened before that was Titanic. (laughs) In the last 25 years, only three films have been number one of the box office for six weeks in a row. And all three of them are James Cameron films. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, that's, it's definitely like a party brag. Like, you know, you're at the party and everybody's kind of like got a story that one ups, the last person's story and there's a comedian i can't remember his name he's one of my favorite comedians but which is funny that i can't remember his name but anyway he's got a whole bit about one-upping party stories and he's he talks about if you've if you've been any of the astronauts that been to the moon nobody can top you he's got a whole bit about like oh you drove you got a this hot rod car that's great i drove a car on the moon mm. on the moon <laughs> james cameron's like can can, can kind of do that like oh you made a movie that's great i've got three movies that are yeah. the top six that have made over two million dollars 
<laughs> yeah, I've made the most successful movies ever. So just uh, yeah. let that sink in. So I, all this to say, basically, I mean, there's not a lot. There's there's not a lot to this aside from the fact that it's bad business. It's very bad business to be in the James Cameron doubting business. Yeah, don't bet against him for sure. If James Cameron comes out tomorrow and he says, I want to make a movie about a spoon that goes on an adventure, <laughs> uh, you bet your ass it's going to be at least moderately successful. Isn't that what the last Toy Story was about? I didn't see it, <laughs> but I know it yeah, had a spoon in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. I I envy you. I I wish I were you. That's the only time I've ever <laughs> felt that way ever. Uh, okay, so moving on. Yes. Mandalorian season three is right around the corner. <clears throat> you and I are Exciting. gearing up to do our week to week reviewing of it. Yeah, um, it's gonna be good. But in the meantime, the first trailer is dropped. Mm-hmm. I fulfilled my contractual obligation and watched, and watched it the first trailer, in spite yep. of not wanting to. Yep. Here's here are my thoughts. My thoughts are quick, and then I'm going to hand it over to you. Man, I I have I have two contrasting opinions about the Mandalorian, and it's it, this trailer is no different. It looks like season three is shaping up to be no different. My first thought, the positive thought, is that the Mandalorian didn't start out, but has become, in my opinion, pretty much the perfect mix of of force light side of the force dark side of the force jedi but also mixed into the like western cowboy space cowboys renegade aspect of star wars yeah and they definitely have leaned pretty heavily on that last part kind of giving you that space western opera yeah but but peppering in i mean in this trailer is no different right we see we see a shot with multiple, multiple Padawans with with lightsabers in this in this trailer, um, yeah. and and that's exciting. And to me, content wise, it's it can't be faulted. I still don't think the Mandalorian is the best live action Star Wars show that we've gotten. I think that that's Andor. Yeah, um, I think Andor is still a little bit better. The I really like Mandalorian, but I'm I'm there with you. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, but I really like it. The other thing is, you know, one of the things that made the Mandalorian not famous, I mean, the fact that it's Star Wars made it famous, but one of the big things about the Mandalorian was the introduction and the utilization of the, um, oh, why can't I think of the actual name of what they're called? But the, the LED screens oh, that they're, the, instead of yeah, green screens. The way they filmed it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> And when that first happened, like I've I've enjoyed the behind the scenes stuff about that. Every time I've seen it, from a technical standpoint, I find that really fascinating. Um, cool. I think that it's always, in my opinion, what differentiated it from Andor because Andor didn't use those. Andor used all practical sets. Oh yeah. Um, the Mandalorian, for whatever reason, always has a very claustrophobic feel to me. Mm. Um, it doesn't feel as vast and, and as real. And 
not only that, I have always, not every shot, but I would say over 50%, the special effects just feel so subpar to me. Like Really? It, uh, yeah, and there's so many moments in this, whether it's just like a shot of the ship going through through space or it's like any of the practical stuff like we see salacious crumb in this trailer and i'm like oh he's a practical puppet like that looks that looks amazing i'm so happy with that but then like you know like grogu floating in his little bassinet jedi bassinet thing just and and it there's so many shots that feel like I'm watching a Star Wars fan film done by someone on YouTube who who is incredible with special effects, who who knows their ins and outs of of Adobe software and whatever else, um, but still is you know is is maybe the best person doing it on YouTube, but it's still someone doing it on YouTube, and it's still a fan film, and it's not it's not this like grand scale actual massive production Star Wars thing. Um, and and all throughout this trailer, all throughout this trailer, almost every visual effects scene that I saw, I hated it. I mm. hated it. Um, so I, I'm still excited. I am excited because of the content, where the story's going, and what they're doing. And and I'm so. I, the thing about the Mandalorian is I'm so curious about like okay what as as we progress in the Mandalorian we get closer and closer and closer to the sequel trilogy era like we're getting closer to the first right. order and and the resistance and all of this stuff and so kind of seeing how that is going to kind of start to come into focus down the line is kind of interesting um but yeah i i i don't know the special effects just drive me wild hmm. you saw the trailer what are your thoughts well i literally just saw the trailer <laughs> um before we started recording and I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, I'd hear what you're saying about the, like the special effects versus practical effects of Andor and yeah. Andor, I think I don't understand the claustrophobic thing watching it. Like I don't, I don't get that feel, but, but I would say like Andor feels more real than mandalorian does for whatever for, for, and probably for that kind of practical effect versus uh movie magic trickery effects i won't call it i won't call it special like i would say that screen like them video recording with the screen in the background that 360 screen in the background isn't really a visual like a not a um a digital effect uh, because it's no, it's, it's not. They're it's kind of still it in pra- it's still practically there, but it's just a TV screen, and it gives some. It's better than a green screen because the actors see what they're reacting to and where they are, and but yeah, like the practical effects and lots of extras in the background and that are actually there. Yeah, like I think it just felt more real, right? And I think that's that's why. And or just barely ekes out Mandalorian. I think in um, Andor and even in Obi Wan, you see these like 
you see wide shots, extremely wide shots where either your character's going by off in the distance in dunes on a speeder or just like these really vast landscape shots, which is something you don't really get in Mandalorian, right? They'll show you like like a dash cam shot of the guy on the speeder or they'll show you like it's it's just all much more close-up shots because right. like the they have limited space they can't subject. pull the camera back as far yeah and that's i think yeah. that's where i feel claustrophobic uh, okay that okay uh, okay i hear you yeah. yeah so as far as the trailer the trailer looked exciting you know grogu's obviously becoming more proficient with the force in the last couple shots of the trailer we get to see a whole bunch of different mandalorians that are obviously from different clans and you can tell that by the markings and colors on their armor and i'm a little the one thing about these mandalorian and book of fett gets thrown in there too that I've kind of been missing is kind of deep diving on Mandalorian lore in legends. There's some really deep lore about the Mandalorians, like the color, every color that it has a specific meaning, like black is like vengeance and you, a Mandalorian paints their armor, the color that, their current kind of feel is and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I don't, they haven't really dove into that and that's all legend stuff. So they don't have to use it. He is, um, he's headed to Mandalore the, though. So they're maybe. heading to Mandalore. They have, we've gotten a little bit of it like sprinkled into, into our story kind of as a subplot that through the subplot, like with, uh, him talking to his, um, like it's season two would be a good example where, uh, he, he, he take, he takes off his helmet. Does he take off his helmet in season two or is it season one? I, I don't, I don't know. There's the whole thing about him not taking off his helmet one. and it's a big deal and he ends up doing it. And, um, we end up meeting Bo-Katan and Bo-Katan's talking about, Oh, he's part of a different sect of Mandalorians. And we start to find out that, Mandalore is this kind of rich, diverse culture. And I think we get quite a bit more of it in the Clone Wars TV show. Um, But even then, it's it's not super, super deep. And it's it's all like, even in the books, it's technically subtext. Like it's 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 lore world building that you. So it's something you can do easily in a written form. That's harder to do on screen, right? Yeah. So I kind of get it. I kind of wish it was, there was a little bit more there, but you know, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it looks great. It's going to be good. Yeah. I think it's, I think it'll be good. Um, it'll be, it'll be, it's going to be fun to work through them, whether it's, whether it ends up being a good season or it's something that we can kind of just pick apart and, and crap all over. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. They've got an interesting plot set up right like din is going back to mandalore to reclaim his honor he's in in the trailer we hear him voice over talking about how the mandalorians are scattered to the winds so and he's he's got the dark saber so he's can technically lead mandalore and bring everybody together under one banner so there's a lot of potential for kind of that 
uh, a unification style storyline that you know he's going to mm-hmm. reclaim his honor once his honor is reclaimed he's going to unif then he'll unify mandalore potentially so yeah and claim the title of mandalore mm-hmm. which is the title for the leader el cool. presidente if you will cool <laughs> but cool. yeah i think i'm looking forward to it all right moving on um i've talked about in the past i love biopics um specifically i really like musical biopics like one of my favorite films of all time is walk the line um i was very excited for and thoroughly enjoyed uh bohemian rhapsody um the the austin butler's elvis that came out this past year i loved that film i i really like i really like the musical biopic did you see the elton john one that's that's the most recent one i've seen I haven't seen Rocket Man, I, I listen, I didn't, like, sort of. So I put it on. There's like a couple years ago, I put it on. And I put it on n- with a misunderstanding of what the film was. Because <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's very, whereas like Walk the Line is like, okay, this is, this is a, a to be taken seriously, not fantastical story. Right. Like this right. is this is the story. Same with Elvis, same with Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocket Man is is sort of a strangely self-aware um dream sequency yeah. sort of like loose it's, adaptation of it. It's and probably so, somewhere between Walk the Line and whatever weird Al Yankovic's biopic's gonna be. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and so I I, we put it on, we sat down to watch it. I got about five minutes in. I like, I, I was just in a very specific, like, okay, this is going to be the Elton John story and, and sat down, put it on, got five minutes in, realized very quickly by the end of the first, like musical number that was like dancing out in the street type of thing. And and we shut it off, not because it was like, oh, this is garbage and and we're never going to watch this, but it was just we like, oh, in the mood for it. This is not this is not what I've geared myself up for and I'm not in the mood for this. Mm-hmm. And so we shut it off and watched something else and I just haven't gotten around to watching it again. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. I was thinking uh, to myself, what am watching. I going to watch? My Brian's wife and working, I really enjoyed it. Brian's working nights tonight and I'm like, what am I going to do? And... um and you're never around to play video games with online anymore. So I'm like, well, I'll just watch a movie. You know, you keep having children. Yeah. And so, yeah. So maybe I'll watch it tonight. Um, all of that aside, I don't, stop bunny trailing. <laughs> <laughs> all of that aside, there is a new one coming. One that I, back in the day, thought, I wonder if this will ever happen. And then I thought to myself... No, there's no way they could do this. Like there's just there's just no way to make this movie. There's just no way to do it. And and my opinion of that has changed and and we can get into that. But there is now a Michael Jackson biopic in production. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I wish I could. Michael I, Jackson I this, impersonation. I've never wished wished so much that this was a video podcast. Um, <laughs> I so obviously you talk about 
Okay, so why do a Michael Jackson biopic? Well, because if you're going to have a genre where you're doing biopics of important musical figures, like or dislike Michael Jackson, you can't argue that there are few, not none, but there are few musical figures that are more important from a what they did to to the industry and for a genre than Michael Jackson. He was mm. he was yep. huge. From, he changed from the his game young years to his later years. Yep. Yeah, he's just Cha- all over. changed the game entirely. Yeah. And so but then obviously you start talking <clears throat> about a Michael Jackson biopic and a lot of questions start to pop up of well how much how are you going to do the, how are you going to do this in a tasteful way yeah. because no matter what you do if you portray him as innocent in the allegations you're going to piss off a large group of people if you portray him as creepy and guilty in these allegations you're going to piss off a large group of people and so the answer is you just don't you just don't reach that point right so like here's the thing in freddie mercury died of aids we don't see that in bohemian rhapsody the movie ends with a live aid concert and 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 it's it's still a bittersweet ending because you know like you know in it that he's been diagnosed with 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 aids and that he's he is very sick um but they don't feel the need to show that and so i think the way to go about doing a michael jackson biopic would be focus on his young like we don't know what this is going to be maybe this takes place just in the 80s maybe this is like right around maybe maybe it's a movie around the release of of the thriller album maybe it's you know it could be like um there's that steve jobs movie where literally the whole film is about that that one apple not powerpoint what do they call it the apple um you know like the ted talk thing that he would do we get up and he'd like showcase the news you know his annual Apple presentation for the presentation, yeah, products. where he gets yeah. up and and it's and maybe it's all around. It could, there's there's that where it's it's the the Steve Jobs one is just about the one where he announces the iPod, right? right? And so and so maybe it's that. Maybe this is like all around one concert. Well, maybe you could, it's all yeah. you know whatever. Maybe it's just like the ch- child years. Maybe the movie ends when he's like eighteen. You could you could do it. Just focusing, like in that vein, you just focus on the music. You don't focus on the personal life. Yeah, but you reach Wait. a point where, like, when his appearance starts changing drastically, and do you know what I mean? Like, you can't even if yeah. he did it right could, up until he like, dies. You can nitpick for the yeah, story, but if it goes right up until he dies. And you decide, well, you're not, you know, we don't need to show Neverland Ranch. We, we don't need to talk about these other things. You'd still need, like, you can't completely avoid his personal life because, uh, you know, all of a sudden you'd have a time jump in the film and his skin color is entirely different. 
right. and his well, nose is not the you, nose he had. And you, let me ask you a question because you've seen more biopics than I have. Like, how many biopics actually go the full length of a person's life? Like, as far uh, as very few. I mean, yeah. you know, they all so, they typically start out. There will be some scenes where they do a couple of establishing scenes. The kid's like eight or nine. Like this is the child right. childhood they had. Um, and then it typically ends at like the height of their career, their, their biggest crowned amazing moment. Right. And then the screen fades to black and you have text that comes up and goes, you know, they, they went on to sell X many records and so on, so on and so forth. And they passed away in 2000 and, you know, whatever. And, yeah. So Yeah, so in that vein, you yeah, you just focus on the music, a little bit of the personal to keep it kind of dramatic and interesting. And you end it, yeah, like you were saying, at, at the height of the career on one of one of their stage performances or something. Yeah. Yeah. You end the the climax of the film is is him debuting the moonwalk for the first time. Yeah. Or and doing the lean. nuts and Yeah, or yeah, whatever, right? But um yeah, so it's interesting. I, this is a film. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, um, but I am definitely interested. And when it when it comes out, if it hits a streaming service or if I have to rent it, um, I'm definitely going to be curious. It'll it'll be interesting to see what route they take. Um, and and yeah, I just I don't think there's any way as 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 interesting as a film as it would be. There's no way to cover that stuff neutrally there's no way to do it yeah. in a way that isn't going to piss off half the world yeah you either kind of be just these these are the facts about what the court case presented and happened or you, you don't do like yeah yeah i don't and again even that would feel because that's going to be yeah, well, with your how main, you end your film, end your well, end your film, right? Because yeah, of when well, it happened in his life, with the protagonist being your the main uh, person in the film, kind of unless you somehow do it in some weird third person perspective where you never get his opinion or or thoughts on the matter mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just stick to, stick to glorifying yeah. the music. Celebrate yeah. celebrate the musical career. Celebrate the accomplishments, and and leave it at that. I think. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I would agree with that. Okay, moving on. You know, there's this big company named Disney, and Disney has a lot of different properties. You know, Star Wars mm -hmm. and and the MCU, and they know how to make uh, money. All the Mickey Mouse stuff. Right, like it, like yep. it, it, like Disney proper, Disney vanilla, is Mickey Mouse and friends, um, the princesses, the you know the whatever else. They also have the Pixar films. There's a few live actions sprinkled in there. A couple live actions sprinkled in, like Tomorrowland, which you and I both love and so don't good. understand. Don't understand the hate for that film at all. No, um. That. Everything about that film was great, including the marketing. And then Disney also has this one little property that, in my opinion, should be a, a ticket to print money. 
if done right. <laughs> and that comes to us in the form of Tron. <clears throat> the yeah. Jeff Bridges franchise. We'll just call it the Jeff Bridges franchise. Um, the first one's in the 80s? Or is it the late, is it the end of the 70s? Uh, I no, it's like got to be the 80s. When it takes place or when it came out? When it came out. It's got to be the 80s. Uh, Tron 1 came out in 82. Yeah, I was going to say, because the 80s is when, like, it's all computery, right? And and the 80s, we didn't really care about computers in the 70s. That's that's an 80s thing when that starts to happen. Um, and then obviously back in the early, late 20. Late 2000s or early 2010s, we had Tron Legacy. Um, (laughs) You know, Tron Legacy was prettier to look at just because the, like, you know, you can, you can love the the original Tron. Had caught up to what the kind of genre. You can, you can love the original Tron inside and out. It has not aged well visually. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's dreadful. It is dreadful yeah. to watch, um, especially because I didn't grow up watching it. I saw Tron Legacy first, and then I was like, "Oh, well, what is this all about?" And then went to go back, and and I really struggled because I was like in my early like late teens, early twenties, and I was like, "Oh, this is bad. This is bad." Like I I struggled to get into the story. And really give the film its due because I was just I couldn't get past the visuals. Yeah, well, it's yeah. So you get like we've already talked about Star Wars, so I'm going to use Star Wars as an example. Star Wars comes out in '77. A New Hope. Yeah, this is five years. This is later. five years later, and the visual effects are comparably bad. A lot more demanding. A that, lot more demanding. Yes, I would, yeah. Definitely more demanding. They're trying to create a digital-looking world Yeah. Um, using some... They wouldn't be digital effects. They were probably, like, drawing on the cells of this... Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, they were. paint. Yeah, cell painting. Paint, yeah. Cell painting. But, like, yeah. So, it it, it, it looks nowadays does not look great it looks like an old school science fiction film like when you compare star wars as an old school science fiction film it it doesn't hold up but it still looks good yeah yeah where this it doesn't look good it looks like a bad (laughs) so all of that is to say that tron 3 is now in production Mm. and as much as I've said that if it's done right, it could be a license to print money, is I I can't help but wonder. Like we talked, we talked just recently about Terminator, and and potential them potentially doing more Terminator films. And you and I both had the sort of the same consensus of like maybe it's time that it's like it's just it's done. It's just done. Yeah. Give it a rest for two decades and then reboot it or something. Yeah, maybe. Or just do something else. Do a different killer yeah. robot thing. You're the king yeah. of, of, you know, don't just, just do something different. Yeah. Call it something different. Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm, 
I'm kind of wondering if that's can also be said about Tron. Like, yeah. you know, you tried <clears throat> to revive it 15 years ago. It, you know, I don't think I don't think Tron Legacy is trash. I don't. But it's it's not. It wasn't the successful film that Disney wanted it to be. No, it's not. I don't think the Tron Tron is like franchise worthy either. Like you're not gonna do with Tron what what you're doing with the MCU, <laughs> right? It's not no, gonna be the next. You could do with Tron what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean, like. It's it's its own standalone thing that is set in sort of a unique world that has the potential for lots of stories and lots of conflicts to take place. Um, yeah, like it's a fascinating yeah, no. thing that they set up. So it's, on top of getting a Neutron film, we have our lead. We have our lead. Our lead role has been cast. Right. And it's Jared. It's Jared Leto. Yeah, which probably now, gets you you hyped. <laughs> I okay, here's well, so here's the thing. If you look back, uh, uh, Jared Leto has had some stinkers. Every actor has. Right? George Clooney. Yep. George Clooney's a fantastic actor. George Clooney was was probably the worst Batman we've ever had. <laughs> Right, yeah. like we we've every all actor had some makes stinkers. a bad choice in what movies they want to do or the casting or and or just how it's or, gonna yeah. yeah. I maintain if you look at jo- at George, if you look at Jared Leto's acting career as a whole, I think he's a pretty good actor. I do. I think that he's capable of doing some really incredible dramatic acting. The, but what I'm wondering is, could Tron 3 be three strikes and you're out for Jared Leto? And I ask this because Tron 3, so following, following the lack of success of Tron Legacy, right? Not assuming that Tron 3 is going to be bad. I'm not. But I'm acknowledging that it's possible and that there's a a spotted track record at this point there's there's red in the ledger and if we look at jared leto's recent film history we have him playing joker in the first suicide squad which i don't hate as much as everybody else seems to as a whole i liked the movie i thought the villain was garbage I, like they're, the way they did Enchantress, I did not enjoy. Joker was a very different take on Joker. Yeah, but that's that's what they were going for. They were going for a very different take, and I think in some ways it works. I think from from what we've heard, you know, like hashtag release the air cut, um, <laughs> a lot. Like Jared Leto's performance in that film was completely butchered and gutted in the editing room like when that film came out jared leto was literally like what the shit right that was not what i did um but then you also have morbius and morbius is just bad 
Like there are very few people who liked Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. I was very excited for Morbius. I was very. I excited still have for yet to see it because <laughs> it's the bad it's press it's got. It's very rough. And so if if Jared Leto stars in Tron Three, and Tron Three ends up being a total stinker, do you think that could spell certain death? for Jared Leto's acting career. No. I don't think so. I think any actor can come back from any stinker as long as they've got a whiff of talent. Right? Well, like but will they be not, cast? Are they billable? Well, right, you have to be given the chance to come back. I'm, I'm and, trying to think of like yeah. a comparison. I'm sure there's there's got to be a compa- couple comparisons out there that are kind of comparable where an actor's got a string of duds, but they still make a good go of it and they come Ryan back. Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, let's not forget. Let's Green But Lantern. I mean, part of the part <laughs> of that was Ryan Reynolds then being able to be in films where he was able to reference the horrible film like the fact that in Deadpool, he can repeatedly point out the total dumpster fire that was Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, he, somehow he ended up with Deadpool in a way that he had agency to make decisions for the, for the, uh, authentic, try and make the character as authentic to the source material as possible, too. Oh, which, strictly because Ryan Reynolds is a sex god. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. come on. So anyway, the guys aged yeah. like fine wine. So I, as far as Jared Leto, yeah, of course, even if it's a dud, I think he could, there's a way he can make it back. As far as Tron goes, hmm, Tron is a, I like Tron, the original. I like Legacy. It was all right. Tron is a pretty unique kind of premise in terms of storylines like we don't get a lot of this these this kind of storyline in in motion pictures where you know like it's kind of like your your main character gets sucked into a video game yeah it's got a little bit of like ready player one esqueness to it i would say ready player one's got a a lot of tron esqueness (laughs) oh yeah well for sure no no no, i'm not saying obviously tron came first yeah um yeah so there's there's a lot there as you had mentioned there's a lot to play with here in this world in this universe they could do a lot with it but then that begs the question does it does it need to right well no but no film with tron we get jeff bridges story he kind of created this world he ended up getting sucked into it uh, it's been a long time since I watched it. If memory serves, the game kind of becomes sentient a little bit, and he has to fight to retake it, re re or re um, take ownership of it again from the inside out, essentially. And in the second one, it's his son that gets kind of sucked into the game, uh, and he sees this world his dad spent a lifetime building, and. And I can't remember the rest of it because, again, it's been a while since I watched it. But, yeah, essentially he ends up having to fight fight his fight for his freedom and 
and safety of the world and the digital world. And yeah, so there's potential there, but if memory serves this, the second one ended pretty nicely. Like why do we need to go back? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Like, like we've, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say whether make, this will be successful. Yeah. Why if not people make even a new, care. a new uh, movie franchise that's kind of got Tron-esque tropes? Mm-hmm. Because I think at this point, if you're going to make a Tron, I mean, Jeff Bridges is still alive. I Yeah. I, he's got to show up somehow. <clears throat> I don't think his character is alive, though. In Tron. Oh uh, yeah, but so the, then it's not then it's not actually him. It's like it's a piece of software of that yeah you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to go back and watch both that. of them to really, I think, definitively say if it's something I want or not because it's been yeah. so long. Okay, moving on. Um, Scream. Ah! Now, you're not a bi- you're not a big horror guy. Oh, you're talking about the movie. The movie, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about everyone's ears there. Um, you're you're not a big horror guy. Um, nope. I'm not a huge horror guy, but I'm certainly a bigger <laughs> horror guy than y- you and Pete probably combined. Sure, that's what you call yourself. What? Not a huge horror guy? Come on. No, I mean, there's a lot of horror that just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. Like, I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't have any like horror memorabilia. I'm not like a you know, I typically don't go see them in the theaters. Like, there's just a lot of, you know, I like I like very certain specific things in horror. Um, but if there's like six movies, six movie options, and one of them is horror, I'm not like drawn towards that one. Right. It's not, just, it's I, not the first thing you jump to. No, it's just, it's just, it, it is on equal footing as everything else. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. It's just, it, okay. it's an option. All yeah. right. The trailer for Scream 6. Now, I first watched the Scream movies about a year ago and was blown away by how much I enjoyed them. Um, They were so much fun. And Pete and I are currently working through the Scream movies um, on our way to Scream 6, which is coming out. And the first trailers dropped. Now, this was a movie that prior to seeing the trailer, I was excited for because it was Scream but I was very dubious about, and I was very kind of bummed out because of the the news that Nev Campbell will not be returning, sort of our our series star up until this point. And she's not returning because basically they just didn't offer her enough money. And she said they're, you know, the offer they gave me, what what they're willing to pay me is not consistent with the value that I'm bringing to this franchise. So go screw you. Go screw yourself. Um, which she has every right to do. And she's, she's, you know, she's probably right. But she, she was the, the lifehood of this franchise. Um, but I got to tell you, I watched this trailer and not once was I like, ah, uh, but you know, Sydney's not here. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have Nev Campbell. This was like, Ghostface has his own bat cave with <laughs> with all of these somehow he's like tracked down the the 
the masks and the suits from all the previous killers and they're all there and kind of like this shrine and it's like this really well thought out plotted thing this time around we see ghostface grab a shotgun and just like blow a guy away so he's no longer he's no longer just using the knife he's he's you know he's he's branching out this is more of a aggressive it's not a nice clean mask it's sort of like a scuffed up dirty kind of freaky looking mask i could not be more excited for this film um the trailer did not disappoint we've talked about many times the purpose of a trailer is to take your excitement level for a film and bump it up and i was already excited for this film but i was i was cautious Mm. i'm no longer cautious this trailer this trailer's done everything that it needs to do to get me where I need to be in level of excitement, um, and I cannot wait. You saw this trailer. I don't. I don't even know if you've seen the Scream films. Um, so start with that, and then and then tell me what your thoughts were on the trailer. Um, I haven't seen it. I'm not interested. All right, <laughs> moving on. No. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I haven't seen any of the screen films. I am not interested in seeing screen films. I watched the trailer. It looked like a scream film, I guess. You know, ghost faced, stabby murder, scary, spookies, jump scares. I, think, I actually think you would blood thoroughly enjoy them. I mean, Pete uh, enjoys them, and that's that says something. It they're like they're super meta and super self aware and super like not cheesy in the sense that like, you know, the Freddy Kruegers and the, the Jason Voorhees, not like cheesy in that way, cheesy in like a super self-aware. It's almost like an evil dead almost, way. Well, it's almost like a parody. Like yeah, kind dead? of, kind of, it's almost a parody of slasher films. Hmm. Like, yeah, it, it, if you were, if you were to take, 80s slasher films on one side and like the scary movie franchise on the other side, it, it kind of falls right in the center. Like there's mm. no flat out jokes. They're never like going for the laugh, but they're also not taking themselves seriously. And it's, it just, it's, and, and because like the thing about Ghostface is it's a different person every time. It's not like it's not like Freddy Krueger, where Freddy Krueger is Freddy Krueger, and and he's back right, and he's terrifying. Kind of spiritual demon. Yeah. So throughout throughout each Scream movie, everybody seems to have a like. It's always someone that you that has been in the film all along, and so everybody seems to have a motive, and motive change, and alibis change, and so you spend the whole, it's it's like a murder mystery. You spend the whole film trying to figure out who the killer is. I think I I honestly think you would you would enjoy so. it. So, hmm. so it's kind of more like um, Knives Out. Yeah, it it's like Knives Out. It's like a slasher Knives Out. Absolutely. Mm. Or like a slasher mm. murder on the Orient Express. Well, I don't think I'm still interested. I'm still yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's cool. Moving on. And I, listen, I want to brush right past this topic. Um, I don't want to get into any nitty gritty. 
Pete and I talked about this on the show back when it sort of first happened. I'm not, we're not going to get into any politics of it. We're not going to get into what should have happened, what shouldn't have happened. Um, but it's a big piece of movie news, so it's worth reporting or at least bringing up. Um, as many of you will remember, a little while ago now, on the set of the new Alec Baldwin film, Rust, there was a a gun that was being used in a scene that instead of having a blank in it, had a live round in it. It went off during, I don't even think cameras were rolling. I think it was a rehearsal. I could be wrong. But it went off as they were like blocking out the scene. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't make a difference whether it was yeah, an one, actual one shot. One person or got injured and another out. person got fatally injured. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and things have kind of been in limbo. So obviously production halted. Um production is is moving again now. And actually yeah. the husband They're looking to of, finish it, and apparently the husband of the yeah. woman who died is now on board as he's like a uh, producer now, a producer like, or something helping to finish it, which done. seems yeah. odd, but uh, in memory, right. It was, it was I, his wife's I last guess? piece of know. work. It was her last, you know, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Um, anyway. So now along with one other person, Alec Baldwin has been charged with manslaughter. Yeah, the the other person is the armor, the person in yeah. charge of making sure all the guns are being used and stored and treated yeah. safely, training um, everybody with them. And and that's literally the details that we have. Alec Baldwin's been charged with manslaughter. Um, there will be, you know, he's. It seems like it seems like this is something that he's going to fight, and. And so there will be a trial. And so this doesn't mean that, like, it doesn't mean he's going to get convicted. It doesn't mean any of these things. It just means that charges have been laid. Um, we don't even know whether he was charged with manslaughter because he was the actor holding the gun or if he was charged what? with manslaughter because he was the executive producer on the film and it ended up being an unsafe... So. If I'm not mistaken, it, he's charged with second degree manslaughter, it's, which it's, is it's involuntary the, being unintentional, unintentionally killing someone. Yeah, yeah. So in, involuntary manslaughter. So uh, okay, so you've got you've got murder, which is I planned on killing this person, and that's I what did. I did. You've got voluntary manslaughter, which is you know I I didn't plan to kill Carl. But he broke my favorite Ghostbusters collector cup in a fit of rage. In a fit of rage, I picked intentionally up killed him. His Xbox controller and I bashed his friggin' brains in. Then there's yeah. involuntary manslaughter, which is what this is, where I I didn't plan to kill him. I never had any intent to cause him bodily harm. Um, but through an act of negligence, which is what, you know, like this, the thing is what they're saying, what, what film protocol is, 
is that the actor is also supposed to inspect the gun, not just the yeah. the armor, well, just but the gun actor safety is in also general. To. If somebody hands yeah. you a weapon, you and you 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 check it. Well, okay, but now we're getting yeah. So now we're getting into politics and 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 stuff. That's like not that, politics. That's gun no, safety one hundred and one. It's okay, but but <laughs> regardless, like I grew up around, I grew up around guns. Like right, I, I shot my first gun when I was probably seven, maybe six. Right, all right, like low caliber, no, no kick to it, but yeah. still, right. So I grew up around guns my whole life. And I would say that it, that statement is not political. It is just plain gun safety. <laughs> when somebody hands you a weapon, you check to see if it's loaded. You in this case on a on a set stage like that, you would check the ammunition to make sure they're blanks. Sure, sure, quite uh, yeah. So that's the news about that. He's been charged with manslaughter, involuntary yeah. manslaughter. Um, it sounds like he's going to fight it, and that means yeah. there's going to be a trial. Um, and we'll just kind of have to watch closely and see how this plays out, um, what ends up happening. Um, and you know what? It's it's no matter what your position is on on the events, it's it's just a shitty situation. Yeah, like it's it's, it's yeah, just it's not it's not a good awful. thing. I. I think he's going to have a tough go fighting it uh, because I, I, I heard that there was live ammunition found in multiple places on the set, including on Alec Baldwin. So yeah, see, that, and that's, that makes that's, it a hard go. Okay. But yeah, but we don't know that. I, and I want to avoid that because we don't know that that's yeah. fact. And, and yeah, so moving on, moving on our final piece of news. So Warner brothers, Let's talk about Warner Again. Brothers for a change. Uh, Warner Brothers and the DCEU. Um, one of the things that we've known for a very long time now is that James Gunn is and Peter Safran are rebooting the DCU, and um, that all of the actors that we had playing the roles that they were playing seemingly are no longer playing those roles. Gal Gadot and uh, Henry Cavill and Black Adam, but that's maybe for reasons not just because of the reboot, but also because the film was a financial bust. Um, but either way, Jason Momoa just recently got out of a meeting with James Gunn, and we're still, we don't have any details yet. Like, we've been sitting and waiting, and we've heard that in January, we're going to get a partial announcement of the casting and the lineup, and we don't have a lot of January left. <laughs> so, like, any minute now, literally any minute now, uh, by the time you're listening to this, this announcement could be out of, of who's playing who and what the plan is and so on we'll and so forth. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. But Jason Momoa did get out of a, uh, a meeting, a DC meeting, um, and he, he tweeted about it, a little video, and he was ecstatic. He was, he was like screaming with excitement and had a ear to ear grin and he just could not have been happier. We don't know why. Batman. Uh, obviously. Superman. I, it, He's going to play Wonder I, Woman. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Lobo. 
I honestly, I honestly, there's people out there, annoyingly but expectedly, who have jumped on the internet and are going, what? It doesn't make sense that you're going to keep him as Aquaman. And nobody has said that. Yeah. Nobody has said that. And, He's most and definitely I would put not 100 going bucks. to be Aquaman. I would put a hundred bucks on on it and say I would he's put not. I would put my house on it. <laughs> I would I'm very confident. Like that's a really easy bet in my mind. Well, things are getting interesting here be. now. So, so if he is, I'll give you a hundred bucks and you give me your house. I'll take this deal. <laughs> I'll buy your if house he for is, bucks. If he is Aquaman, yeah. Yeah, I'll give up the hundred bucks. Sign over the deed to my house. And you well, can, it's a good I mean, I still thing my deed me. has got in two names, and I can't really sign it over. <laughs> I never got my glass bottle of eggnog, so I'm still. I'm. You're not to you be. You know what? I don't even no know honor. where to buy a glass bottle of eggnog around Hanover. So I you have looked. no honor when it comes to bets. I, you did. Not I looked. Look. There's no nowhere in Hanover has glass bottles of eggnog. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, I think it's. I'll give I think you twenty Lobo. bucks. You can buy some of your own. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, it's got to be Lobo. Is it, that's my guess. I mean, mm. you look at him and he's he's he looks like he was born to play Lobo. Um, yeah. And and we know that Jason Momoa is a Lobo fan. We know that that's a role that he's been interested in for a while. So I would be surprised if it's not Lobo. I definitely don't think it's Batman. Um, I would be, he would have to cut that, his that, hair and I don't know if he'd it'd be, be a weird, that. it'd be a really <laughs> weird casting decision. It'd be a really weird casting decision. Not because I don't think Jason Momoa couldn't do it. I think he could play Batman. Certainly. But I don't think you go from having the guy play Aquaman to having him play Batman. You know, if you're going to keep him around, you got to go with more of an auxiliary character like mm. Lobo. So those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Does Lobo track? Lobo sounds good. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's going to be one of the the lead one Justice the League characters. Justice League characters, no. He could be there's there's a few villains he could probably fit the role of really well too. Dick Dick Grayson. He um, could be Robin. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just yeah. had a crazy thought as we were thinking about this. This is a little off topic. It's on it's in the DCU topic zone, but off Jason Momoa. I just had a thought because James Gunn's kind of known for as most directors are, having actors he likes working with and plugging them into to the job the things every director every director yeah does that so now he's not a director but he's yep. in charge of casting for this whole mm -hmm. universe so yep and he said he tweeted the other day saying because somebody tweeted out somebody tweeted to james gunn and was like please don't bring over please don't bring over actors from the MCU into the DCU. Oh, he's totally Like, gone. just f find your own, find a new cast, you know, blah, blah, blah. And James Gunn tweeted back and said, look, we have hundreds of roles to cast. We have hundreds of roles to cast. Some of the people we cast are going to be people I've worked with before, people yeah. I know that I work well with. Some of them are going to be people who I haven't worked with before. At, there's, there's hundreds of roles to cast. So, it's just the so way picture, it is. Picture this. 
Dave Batista as Lex Luthor. Um, I think that would be really cool. Lex Luthor has been has been shown in cartoons before as being kind of a a looked after himself kind of yeah. beefy guy. Yeah. I I'm not look I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I'm not going to say I can't see it. I'm just going to say I don't know if like I don't know if he gives me the the intellectual Lex Luthor vibes that I would be looking for. I don't know. Have you seen the trailers for that new um the like, Knock at the uh, Cabin? Knock at the Cabin. Uh. Yeah, but it's still not like that's still not like super genius. Vibes I don't know, man. I think he off. could pull it off. I think he's got the yeah. chops for it. Oh, I th- I think he could pull it off as well too. I think he's of of the wrestlers that we've seen make the <clears throat> the uh, the wrestling to acting switch. I think he's the best actor. Yeah, that and we talked that about that last that. week. Yeah, not the most successful, right? Obviously, the most wow. successful is is The Rock. The Rock's not an amazing actor. Yeah. Right? The The Rock's never... No, I agree. He's never bringing yeah. home an yeah. Oscar. Like, yeah, we talk, not, yeah, and we talked about that last cards. week. I think... Yeah. I think they... Yeah, we, so we, we're in agreement. Dave Bautista could pull it off, but you, for some reason, have some hesitancy. Yeah, I, there's, I can just think of... I think he could pull it off, uh, but I think I could probably easily come up with 20 people who I'd prefer instead is, I think, where, I, where I'm at. Uh, you know what we should do? We should uh, um, play Xbox tonight. What? <laughs> no, I'm going snowboarding. Okay. Oh. So next week, next week we'll probably have this James Gunn casting list. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll be a long. We should next week, ladies and we gentlemen. We should try and before we see the list, we should come mm-hmm. up with our own list. Ooh. Yeah. And compare Write it down. Put it in an envelope. Yeah. Are, like dream casting? Are we going to yeah. do dream casting? Yeah. So like for which characters? Bat. 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 So let's like go the, cyborg. The, the main. The main JLA that we got from the last iteration of DCU. So the big plus three, their for sure. plus their 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 opposites. Their their vil- their main villains. So like Batman, Joker, Superman, uh, um, Luther, Wonder Woman. I don't know. Would you go Aries? I guess. Uh, I guess, but I yeah. Or I but guess then I mean that's Wonder about Woman, as far Cheetah. as you need to go though with villains, hmm? right? Like I'm not gonna be like you know. Oh well, who is Cyborg typically up against? Although no, see, I would do I would do like I'll do a dream casting for Green Lantern and then Sinestro. Yeah, like Sinestro, I would I would cast. But there's just some characters that you don't need. Like okay, Flash, and who would I have play Reverse Flash? Um, yeah, okay, or, yeah, or Mister Cold, not well, not Mister Cold. What's his name? Captain uh, Cold. Captain Cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, you and I will come up with a list of of characters, um, and then uh, <clears throat> before we reconvene next week, we will uh, we'll, we'll, dream we'll come cast. up with our dream castings before we yeah. look at the jet the the gun news. Yeah, release. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, by the time we announce our dream castings on the podcast, we will have seen the gun news because yeah. But we'll we'll, we'll come be, up with our dream casting before the gun news. I'll come up. I'll come That'll up with fun. it tonight while you're wiping out on the slopes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, sweet. Send me send me the list of people like the the, the characters. characters you cast, not the okay. actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, well that's the news. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for listening. It uh, means a lot. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all below uh, our merch page. Check out our Patreon. We are upping our Patreon content. So Pete and I just uh, yesterday or something recorded a, an episode. I've been my I've got like crazy insomnia, so I've been like I've been up since it's so right now it's quarter after one in the afternoon i've been up since about 5 30 yesterday evening so i'm like i'm i i don't have today's and tomorrow's and that's all gone now um but we just we just recorded like an hour-long bonus episode where we're just chatting shooting the shit um carl doesn't know it yet but Carl and I have an upcoming Patreon bonus episode where um, a little while back, Pete and I did, like we asked each other 40 questions or 50 questions or something. Um, we have one coming up with Carl answering all those questions. So, surprise. Um, so, there's just <laughs> lots and lots of good content on Patreon from the Movie Men podcast that you can only get if you're signed up for our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Now you can spend more and the con like you get more perks and more stuff and it gets better and better and better, but you can gain access to like so much for literally only a dollar a month. So it's definitely worth checking out. It helps support our show. It gives you something in return. It's totally worth it. It's a super, super, super sick deal. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so I'm, I'm excited to do this casting thing. Yeah, this will be fun. Really exciting. I'm gonna put like a lot of a lot of thought into this. Like a lot of thought. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is Batman for sure. That's some of that's these will be some of I think some of these will be hard for me because like I'll I'll have a face but I won't remember the name. Yeah, they're gonna be hard or for me. Or it'll be someone like Cyborg deep. and it'll be like, Oh, I want this person ah, oh, they're too old. Cyborg should be young. <laughs> yeah, can't get Sam Jackson can't play cyborg. Yeah. Like Idris Elba can't play cyborg. Ah, I got to get no. somebody, even somebody yeah. like, oh, uh, uh, Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan. He's too old <laughs> for, in my opinion, like you right. got to have okay. almost like a teenager. Cause, cause that's how you do your spin off to the teen Titans, right? You need those young uh, guys. And- like what's his face? Um, who played, who played, um, who played young Lando? in solo um oh what is his name oh even he's too old now the guy from community yeah the the even he would be too old in my opinion okay all right well this yeah, be, like you need this like be... early 20s max all right all right i'm I, we'll see where this goes i don't that's my personal opinion though so finding that kind of early 20s actor to fill a role like that would be hard well, as per usual, your personal opinion is the only thing that matters to me. Absolutely. <laughs>